Hello, local listeners. This is your host, Rob Kohansky of Local First Podcast. Make sure to join us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn for more details about Local First Podcast. Let's connect. On this episode, we have Tony Meister. He's the owner and founder of Chameleon Communications, LLC, a communications company that offers creative marketing with the ultimate goal of profitability. Tony comes from a lineage of entrepreneurs, including his father, who ran one of the most successful Midwest advertising agencies in the 80s and 90s. Tony has a unique background in business leadership and management. Coupled with his communication background, Tony offers a distinct advantage to any entity looking to communicate their offerings successful in their marketplace using video. We're going to talk about what he does to guide through businesses through this process. Talking about story versus fact. And then we're also going to talk about some of the challenges that businesses have while setting up their video and figuring out where they're going to go with the brand identity or a brand image. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Rod Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities. Think exacta. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Tony. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing, doing good. very good, despite awesome. everything that's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening to this somewhere down in the future, this is your host, Rob Kohansky with Local First Podcast. I have uh, Tony Meister. Did I say that right? You did. I did. That's awesome. So we're in the middle of the pandemic here. Normally, Tony would be sitting in my studio, but today we are doing this via Zoom to have, what is it called? Social distancing, social physical whatever so i mean you can't get as much you can't get as much social distanced as we are right now so we're definitely good to go and you know and i just want people that know go out there that listen to us either you know uh next week or today as you're listening to us you know you got to stay in the game you got to be out there don't let um you know don't let don't let don't let fear stand in the way of what you want to do um it just holds you back and once you release all that fear you you know you nothing can stop you from achieving what you really want to do so I want to really start out with that. And if there's any way you can do to help anybody out, make sure you reach out. There's a lot of people out there that need that help right now. So um, I'll leave it at that. Tony, I appreciate you taking the time this morning to uh, be on Local First Podcast. Um, you got a really cool story about, you know, what you do with the uh, chameleon communications and what you do with the video. But before we get into all the, the fun stuff you get to do, uh, why don't you let the listeners give a, give a little backstory, you know, you know, who's Tony and how did you get to Chameleon Communications and video production? Wow. So that's a really long story, but I'll, I'll grab some of the main snippets um, and highlights of how I, I did get here. Uh, I grew up in Oconomowoc and my father was actually involved in advertising. And it's really interesting because I did not realize this till several, probably three years ago, that my father and a guy named Ron Bader were both account executives at the same agency called KVPD. And this is back when they were doing stuff for Harley Davidson. And, and so Bader Rudder, which is a, a, 
a pretty big agency here in Milwaukee, located right right on the Milwaukee River on Water Street there, uh, was started by Ron Bader. And Ron Bader was handled all the agricultural accounts, and my dad had Harley Davidson and some of the others. So it really started with my father, I would say. Um, he was very, uh, very influential in the advertising world. He had Summerfest as an account. He had um, 18 dealers, the Oldsmobile dealers throughout Milwaukee. They used to call it the Knights of Olds. I remember um, that, yeah. You remember the Knights of Olds? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So now you and I just have dated ourselves, but that's yeah. okay. At, and um, that started off with Dukas Oldsmobile. And he was the ad agency for Dukas. And then all of the 18 dealerships, their ad agencies, um, they all vied to try to get um, the representation of the whole. And, and his agency got that. So I grew up watching my father. Um, he was, he's always been very creative. He still is to this day. And, um, but what was interesting is, and, and I'll, I'll be very transparent about this, and, and I know that this would be okay with my dad, but there, was, um, there were some things that happened um, when I was about seven, eight years old, and I'm not going to air my dad's dirty laundry out there, but suffice to say that things didn't get handled very well with our family. There were some big mistakes made that caused a divorce. And as a result of that, uh, I ended up moving 12 times from kindergarten to 12th grade. And I went to nine different schools. And um, it, it wasn't easy growing up, you know. Um, my dad continued with his advertising career. Um, I always admired him, but um, it came to a point where when I got in high school, I, you know, I was pretty rebellious. Um, and um, eventually, you know, my father's come to grips with some of the mistakes that he made. My, my mother did die when I was 19, which was another big hit for me. So I didn't get into advertising. And I bet you, yeah, if things would have gone very smooth, I would have gone right into advertising because of my father, obviously. But um, my dad is, is he's contrite, he's remorseful, he's, he's at peace with all of this, he's made things right, um, there's been forgiveness, it's been awesome, it's a good story. Um, but I got into IT, so I ended up going into the military, I was in the Navy, I was actually on the aircraft carrier, the Theodore Roosevelt, and the reason that that's really cool for me, number one, is they shot me off on a, on a steam catapult in the Mediterranean. So when my enlistment was up, I happened to be in the Mediterranean. How cool was that? So I literally got launched off an aircraft carrier. And uh, a buddy of mine, Dan Matolo, he always stays in contact via LinkedIn. He and I can tell that story. And I mean, that's, that's quite the bucket list item. But the Theodore Roosevelt, I just found out yesterday, is the first warship to have two people, I believe it's two people infected with COVID-19 and found that out yesterday. Um, the other thing about the Theodore Roosevelt that's kind of interesting is the, the new Top Gun movie that's hopefully still coming out, <laughs> right? Hopefully we can see oh, that. I, I think it was late spring or, or sometime, um, maybe June, but that was shot on, on the TR. 
which wow. is part for the Theodore Roosevelt. So the Navy was an awesome experience. Got out of the Navy, ended up going to school, um, went to college, and um, got a bachelor's degree in marketing. And then I got into IT and uh, ended up working, uh, do, I did technical support. I worked at uh, a company called Keen. And Keen is a, uh, it's basically a consulting, IT consulting firm. I, I don't even know if they're still around, but uh, ended up getting hired on at GE Healthcare. At that time, it was GE Medical Systems. It was kind of cool because Jeff Immel was the CEO of GE Med at the time. He went on to be the, the CEO of, of GE proper or, you know, the full corporate. Um, so it was a great experience. Learned a lot. Learned about Six Sigma. One of the things, um, Six Sigma is basically a methodology similar to Lean, where you identify defects in a process. And it's all about making sure your processes are in line. And one of the things that I've learned over the years with any business is there are three things that you, if you master them well, you're doing good. It's people, it's process, and it's technology. And as far as the process side, you know, being trained in Six Sigma, I got a green belt and went through that whole, that whole process. There are different levels. You can become a black belt. Um, it depends on how many projects and how deep you go into it. The other thing was technology. They were on the cutting edge of technology. So when we do our texting now, this was even before really the, the popularity of, of smartphones and everything. Jack Welch was on the cutting edge. So it was just a great experience for me. Um, when I left GE, I started, uh, I partnered up with a friend of mine. Uh, my wife was in medical school, so we knew that we were going to be taking on some debt. So when I partnered up, I didn't actually sign on for the debt of the company. Um, and so I technically wasn't part of an owner, but I was part of the management team. And it was, it was called Net Solutions. And what we did was we serviced small, medium-sized businesses, helping them out with their IT, their security, that type of thing. Okay. And during this whole process, I realized I have a creative side and it's not getting out. And... I hearken back to the days where my father was in advertising. We, I, I took a trip once to New Orleans, and there was a trumpet player's name's Al Hurt. He was one of the only guys uh, besides Doc Severinsen who played with Johnny Carson who could play the triple tongue on a trumpet. He had his own little club right in New Orleans, and we shot a commercial with him for M. Hyman and Son Big Man Tall Man Clothing Store, and I was just a teenager, and I, I mean. It, experiences like that I could go on and on it was so exciting and I I I'll tell you what I had to forgive my father and when I forgave my father the for what happened in the past the relationship really opened up and um and I began to realize you know what I have giftings and I have things that I can that I can offer people in business beyond just IT and there were some things that took place where Net Solutions took a little bit of a different turn. It was an opportunity where I saw that I, I could leave and I could start my own thing. And so then that's when Chameleon was birthed. And so this is circa 2014, working out of my home. Um, I started off doing whiteboard animation. Uh, at that time, it was really taken off 2014 through probably 2016. I focused on that. 
explainer videos and got into video. Pretty soon uh, I was in school districts. The school district of New Berlin had asked me to come and present there and then they asked me to do video for them. Then it went on to Oconomowoc School District, Kettle Moraine, and it just expanded and it went from video to marketing to really where I'm at now. How did you come up with the name Chameleon? I mean, that's, that's kind of like when you look, that's really a cool name. Uh, but I think I was like, you know, how did you come up with that? I mean, what was the, the origin of Chameleon Communications, the name? Well, again, it goes back to my father. My dad had Chameleon Advertising. And I thought, you know what? I, that makes a really good name. And I actually, when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I played drums and, and, and was in bands and played with all these different guitarists and stuff throughout Milwaukee. And when I would, when I would pack my drums up in my dad's green postal Jeep that had a chameleon logo on the side, you know, it was just, it was just inevitable that I would get the nickname chameleon. So when I was a teenager, they called me chameleon. And so that name has just never left. Never and, um, so, yeah, I asked my dad, I said, hey, dad, I, I love the name Chameleon. I'd love to use it. He said, oh, of course. You know, he's not, he, Chameleon advertising is long gone. It's like the second, it's like the 2.0, uh, you know. And it's fun, to, it's fun to talk to my father because he's a genius. He's a marketing expert, um, but he's in a different era. You know, he's from a different era, I should say. And so. So a lot of the technology, he's just not, he's just not privy to it. So I get to kind of merge the old and the new, you know? That's cool because you, you have that background and you have that, that, uh, how do I say, um, that person behind you to, you know, guide you through that and merge those two together. So by merging those two together with the, the, the old school type of advertising, how were you able to transform that into what you do now with the video? Well, you know, that, that that's interesting because a, a lot of the stuff that my dad did years ago, um, even with this this Al Hurt commercial, you know, it, it is all still storytelling and it's really about storytelling. And so to answer your question, I gleaned a lot about storytelling. And, you know, w when you're telling a story, you've got a protagonist, you've got an antagonist. You, you want to have a dilemma. You want to have a, you know, some situation that you have to overcome. They could, good storytellers will call that a conflict. And I learned a lot of that um, just from watching my father. Um, and it's, it, this is interesting. I had to talk with my, my son. Obviously, you know, we're all bunkered down at this time right now. So my wife is off doing her doctor thing and, and I'm working from home because we're all on lockdown and my son's not at school. So we had a good, uh, had a good breakfast this morning. We, we've talked a little bit and uh, grandpa came up. So my father came up in the conversation and it's ironic. You ask uh, about chameleon. One of the taglines that I came up for chameleon is color the world with your story. And when I told that to my dad, because I actually got that trademark. My wife said, that's really good. You need to get a, a trademark on that. And I told, when I told my son about this, I mentioned to him that I, I, I told my dad 
hey, I got this tagline, color the world with your story. And my dad said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, no, what? He said, I had an account and it was Esser Paints. Um, there's actually, he worked with a, a, a guy who's still out there writing jingles. His name's Terry Sweet. Brilliant, just wonderful, uh, imaginative, great artist. He's all, all, often in Nashville. Um, he and he and and Terry worked on this account. It was Esser Paints, and the tagline he had: "Color the world with Esser." I, I, I said, that. "Dad, you've got to be kidding me!" Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. That's I was wondering if you were going to go there. You remember the tagline? I do. When you said "Color the world with that," first thing I think was was that paint. You have got to be kidding me! That is. Now, 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 how many years ago was that? Come on, I, I you know, I'm, I'm an old man, you know. I, just because I look good doesn't mean that I, I'm, I'm 51 years old. So, I remember. So, yeah, so we got to be talking 35, 30 years, right? Yeah. And so here we are talking, and I mentioned that, and and you still remember it. See, that's the power of branding, and of a tagline. And you know, when my dad hears this, he's going to be delighted. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah isn't that, I mean, that, that you, I don't even have to add to that. Yeah, that that's yeah. really cool. I, I like that. So, you know, with that being said, you just helped me come up with a title for this podcast. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm here taking notes. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on back here. So, you know, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, and, and, and this is what I, this is what I, I like. And what I've learned over the years is I've come up with ideas for clients, whether it's a tagline, whether it's branding. And I've learned over the years that I need to hang on to those ideas loosely. And what I mean by that is I believe in team, team collaboration, collective genius, and that creativity, the best creativity comes from a team. Yeah. And, and I foster that. And that's just how that's my MO that, and, you know, you'll get a client that will have an idea that, that maybe isn't pinpoint. It, it's not maybe going to be effective. And there are ways that um, you can shape that you can mold that. Um, I had a client Willis, Willis, the Willis tower um, in Chicago, they, those guys had asked um, if, if we could do video for them. And the idea was to take a group of students from the school district of New Berlin, two high schools from that school district, and have them come up with the story. Now, that was risky. But again, it was this collective, you know, creativity. And, yeah. and uh, it, went, it went great. It, it, it was amazing. We actually, the video, the making of the Willis video with all the students and everything ended up being a bigger hit than the Willis corporate video. Go figure. <laughs> what are some of the, what are some of the biggest challenges for businesses when they go, they come up there like, you know what, Tony, I was like, I want to create a video. I have an idea, but I don't know where to start or they have this big idea and you have to be, you have to draw them back and go like, you know what, hold on a second here. Let's take a step back. So what are some of those challenges that businesses have, because there's so much video that's going out there, you know, versus, you know, going out there and shooting a video on your iPhone or, you know, going out there and hiring a professional and going doing it. I'll tell you what I think one of the biggest challenges is really seeing yourself. And this is what brand identity is. Okay. There's a difference between a brand image and a brand identity. 
a brand identity is really who you need to be, how you need to be identified. What are your unique traits? What's the expectation of an experience? And a brand image is actually how people do see you. So it's going from a brand image to a brand identity, how people need to see your organization. And so one of the biggest challenges to answer your question is that I think a lot of organizations need to really see themselves often beyond who they see themselves as. So for having an, an objective view of the qualities of an organization from a third party is huge. So you may look at me and say, Tony, you know, you've got this attribute, you've got that attribute. Um, I was recently at a, um, a Young Guns event, and uh, I've always done this little Every thing. Night. Well, that's where you and I met. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. That's where the magic all started. And sure enough, you know as well as I do that um, when Paul Newberger talked about and I want to, I don't want to give all of his secrets out because you know he he actually has this out there in a course but he really talked about talking about your business you're talking about the individual you really when people people do business with people not businesses and so when I was at that young guns event one of the things that I never thought I would ever bring out on the table was the ability to do sketch notes mike rody came up coined that phrase sketch notes and so I did some sketch notes and it just went, it went crazy. I've probably, there was within a week, I think there was 35,000 views and just tons of likes, loves, comments. It, and it, it literally, I met with people this week that it was a, a result of doing those sketch notes. The reason I bring that up is because it answers your question. Oftentimes we don't see either personally within ourselves what our strengths are or as an organization, what our strengths are. So when you talk about doing video, when we go back to your initial question, where do I start? Well, you need to kind of go back through what are your strengths? Who are you talking to? You know, it's the basics. When I look at Stephen Covey, Anthony Robbins, all of these, you know, you go back and you listen to what they have to say and you think to yourself, well, this is just common sense. And and it just needs to be applied and, and you, you need, and oftentimes, again, I'll go back to, you need an outside third party to look in and say, hey, you're really good at this and you need to emphasize this and we can help tell your story. So how do, you, how do the, the companies use a video? I mean, there's certain types of videos, whether it's a commercial or branding uh, for sales, you know, what's, what are different types of videos that you help uh, businesses create? Well, so it's changed over the years. You know, one thing I, I, I think that every business should have at least one video that talks about who they are. And so that would be an example of a video that would go on your website. I believe everybody should have a YouTube channel. And you and I had talked about this before. It's this whole, the Gary V concept of really making the most of all your content. And in the past, you know, we've done commercials. So you, you, can, you can use a video in multiple different ways. We've done educational videos. We will video a conference. 
But I think the best videos are those videos that are a testimony from the leadership of the organization. Because when you think about it, if you're going to sell someone, like I said before, back to the whole concept of people doing business with people, not businesses. If you're going to sell yourself, you and I know that I'm going to make a better percentage of closes in sales if I'm sitting across from someone with over coffee or lunch. Why? Because now, because people do business with people they know, like, and trust, they're quickly going to be able to know me, trust me, and like me. The closest that I think you can get is when you have a video on your website and it's a real human talking about their vision. It's you're getting the essence of the heart of the leader. And so I think that's um that's a really good use of video. And then what we're doing is parlaying that main video story that we do for a company and then breaking off. 30 second snippets. So if Instagram is an appropriate distribution channel, we can use it there. You know, whether it's Facebook or and and LinkedIn is all is huge for B2B. Um I would say during this time, um, for businesses that, you know, obviously it's like molasses for everyone. We've just seen an incredible slowdown. I would just get down on LinkedIn videos, get out there. Talk about take frequently asked questions. If you're a if you're a service company, and you know what people are often going to ask you about the service you provide. If you're a repair company, for instance, maybe you have an FAQ page already. Take those frequently asked questions. Talk to those. Get get talking points. Get out there. If you're a B two B, LinkedIn is huge. I, I do a lot of that. Um, you know, and I think that that's a powerful use of video also, especially in this time. So how do people get in contact if they want to learn some more information, you know, about what you do and, and learn more? Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn, Tony Meister. Um, it's the website is chameleoncommunications.net. And chameleon is spelled C-H-A-M-E-L-E-O-N. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. So I just learned something about you. Probably it was about a week or so ago. And you brought out this instrument that blew my mind. Is that sitting next to you somewhere? Yeah, I, I could go grab it. Would you? Would you? Would you be up yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go gra I'll grab it. Now this is going to be real cool. I'm not going to answer my dead space, but I visited Tony at his uh, office uh, uh, about a week or so ago, and he brought out this instrument. And it, you would think it's some space age object that uh, he pulled us out of. I've never seen it before, and the sound that came out of it was just incredible. Um, you know, it looks like something straight out of uh, Star Trek. So uh, I'm putting Tony on the spot here. He didn't expect this. So uh, I just wanted to see if, you know, he'd take just, a, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to, you know, uh, play a, put a little tune out there for us. Yeah, I just got to get a little rearranged here. Here you go. Well, yeah, this is the hand pan. And the best way to, to, uh, to, to tell you about it is to play it. Play it. 
appreciate that that that's so cool (laughs) i didn't mean to put you on the spot but hey you know hey no problem when you're a chameleon you got to be adaptable you know got it you got it so we're gonna bump this into our next our last segment here and you know if you guys are listening uh uh, i want to just do a quick plug in for exacta corporation uh, we're on a move here too, and they've been uh, my primary sponsor now for going out for 18 months. Uh, you provide me with this awesome studio. Think possibilities, think exacta. So what I'd like to do here is we get into some rapid fire questions, have some fun. Uh, but before we do that, um, you get to ask me a question, any question, and I'll do my best to answer it. Okay, what what inspired you to podcast? How did you, how did you get into this? Oh, wow. Um, it was an accident. You know, it's not something that if you would ask me four or five years ago, I was like, I want to be a podcaster. I want to sit out there and, and interview people and, and do this and what I'm doing now. Um, it was, it just so happened. I was part of a, a coaching group where they, they taught a lot of marketing and advertising and a lot of it was all written. And, um, I'm, wasn't a big fan of the writing piece of it, but they did have an arm, which was the podcasting piece of it. And I started playing around with that piece of it and I enjoyed it. And I started out in the basement over on 57th and North Avenue and just started bringing people in and interviewing them. And I learned what I've learned through doing, you know, over a hundred plus interviews now is that everybody has a great story. And I started doing this like, you know what, I can take this even further and connect the local businesses to their communities by sharing their story and what they do and, and helping them use it as, as a, a marketing tool that, you know, using that Gary V, you know, structure of the content model to be able to break it up and, and use it in smaller snippets, snippets. And, you know, and it just, started growing and growing and growing and now we're to the point where you know uh you know the goal is within three years is to have you know copy myself have the support have all the tools in place where i can place uh podcasters using a local first podcast brand in 100 markets throughout the country so i mean i'm really passionate about you know sitting here learning about you you know letting you play your music and listen to your story and and you know color the world with your with your story i mean it is so cool and you know and if i can help you get your message out and connect you know that's what that's what it's really all about yeah that's great it's good to to hear the history it's and you're passionate about it it's obvious and so that's what that's what really makes for for excellence very cool. All right, I'm going to go through here. Just do some rapid-fire questions, um, and we'll see where, where we end up on. We always try to end up on a laugh, or we get the high note and drop the mic, so we'll see where this goes. Um, oh, before that, what, what's got you fired up about the future? I think 2020, I, I think all that we're going through now is creating what I would call a cocoon the cocoon effect of, of metamorphosis. And what I mean by that is if you know about how a caterpillar turns into a butterfly, they have to fight their way out of that cocoon. And it's a fight that actually allows them to fly. And um, just this is off the cuff. When you talk about this, the reason that that excites me about the future is because 
I am seeing fellow entrepreneurs like you and me that are fighting. And they're like that, that, that butterfly that's fighting out of the cocoon. And you know that if you let that butterfly out and you want to help them and you let them out too early, there's no strength to fly and they die. And I think what's going to happen is we're learning to fight through this. We're learning to change our, we have to change from fear to hope. And this struggle and this fight is just going to create what I hope and believe is going to be a momentum that when things do pick up, it's just going to, it's going to explode. That's, that's what I'm hopeful for. I'm right there with you. I, I'm right. I believe it. I believe it. What you, all right. So let's get into this. What's your uh, superpower? What's your super strength? My creativity. Creativity? Yeah. All right. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Of course not. <laughs> They're not vegetarians. Vegetarians are not legalistic. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, your favorite celebrity crush. Crush? Yeah. Barbara Eden. I dream of Jeannie. Oh my God. And it's because I sat on her lap. Really? When I was a kid. I'm not kidding. And I've got the picture to prove it and I'll send it to you. I, I want to see that. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. I'm going down here. Favorite, favorite ice cream flavor. I like blue moon because my wife likes blue moon. Okay. All right. Let me see here. I'm just going down. Hmm. All right. Here's one. We'll, we'll go on this one. Uh, name one, name three of the seven dwarfs. Droopy. Droopy. Is there a, yeah, I can tell by the way you said <laughs> that that's not. Sneezy's one. Easy. Sneezy. Oh, that's a, Boy, you got me. You just got Barbara Eden, but she can't get the seven dwarves. I know. I I could, I could name I, I, I Sleepy's one of them. Sleepy. Maybe that was what I was. Maybe Droopy is like a euphemism for Sleepy. I don't know. I gave it to you. Two out of three is not bad. Tony, I appreciate you being on Local First Podcast. You have an incredible story. Uh, make sure that you connect with Tony on LinkedIn. Check out his website for more information. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, send us some feedback. Uh, also, you know, make sure that you do share this with a, one other friend. That's all my big ask for today is. Tony, thank you so much. I really enjoyed having you on the, on the Look for Podcast. Thank you, Rob. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody. All right.